to everybody out there. Let me introduce myself. My name is Raul and this is a brand new podcast called Firmamental. I'm glad to be breaking into this uh, truth-seeking community of podcasters. I came up with the concept for this show after some contemplation and prayer and figured this is something that I wanted to get into. Firmamental. What does that mean? Well, first off, firma, if you break down the first part of the word, means a few things. It can mean dry land or it can mean firm or strong, but it could also stand for signature. And then everybody knows what mental means, like mentality or thought or brain. So firma mental literally means like strong mind or strong brain or strong thought, but it could also mean signature mind or signature brain. And firma, meaning signature, and firmament, which I believe is the barrier that separates the heavens and Earth's atmosphere, that explains the premises of the show. Um, This is a show that's primarily going to be about flat Earth theory, but we're going to talk about all kinds of subjects on here. We're going to talk about current events. We are going to discuss things that are going on in our world. But most of all, I want to talk about the grand deception and how this relates to our lives and how we can expose the lies of the elite. I'm very passionate about this subject. I've been on a few podcasts in the past. They were paranormal podcasts. At one time, I thought I was going to do a show about uh, paranormal subjects, and I was going to interview people about their paranormal experiences, but I never got it launched off, and it it never seemed to get steam behind it, and I guess it just wasn't what I was supposed to be doing, but I feel like this is something that I genuinely should be doing, and I have a strong passion for this. It's pretty recent that I became a flat earther, or what I like to call a biblical earther, I believe in biblical cosmology or a level plane that we live on, a stationary world. And I believe we are the center of God's creation, just to put it simply. And this is something that I'm looking forward to doing and sharing with you folks, the knowledge that I've obtained. It didn't happen overnight. Like anybody else who's been introduced to this subject, when you first hear about it, you kind of laugh and and think that's ridiculous, man. Like I'm not flat earth. Like, come on, man, you can't be serious. Um, I was the same way, you know? Um, I don't know how I didn't get exposed to the big flat earth boom that happened on YouTube that I guess, you know, sometime between 2015 and 2018, I guess it had its, its steam behind it. You know, I was always in the, into researching conspiracies, but this is one that I never entertained. I always, you know, focused on other things or, you know, the paranormal aspect, the occult, 
of course, like I was hip to the JFK thing. I was hip to the new world order and the Illuminati and the deep state and nine 11 and the Oklahoma city bombing, you know, um, mass shooters, MK ultra, you know, and I thought I was like a well-seasoned conspiracy theorist, I guess you'd say, but, uh, I really believe that flat earth theory is the mother of all conspiracies. And I think this is the cheat code in the matrix. Once you figure this one out, it kind of gives you a new perspective on things. It kind of shows you that everything ties together and it shows you how long we've been lied to. That's the main focus of this podcast is just really exposing like how deep this lie really goes. Uh, first and foremost, you know, I'd like to give a shout out to some of my inspirations and uh, the biggest one being George Hobbs, you know. I discovered the Flat Earth Files podcast in recent times. And before that, I was a listener of Fact Hunter, which was his other show, which is a conspiracy theory show. But George is great at doing his research and and uh, backing it up with articles and videos and books. And, you know, he really gets in, in depth in his subject matter. And I guess that along with the fact that I was listening to other paranormal shows and Sasquatch Chronicles and the confessionals and macro aggressions and these other shows that I was listening to, uh, my algorithm kept feeding me flat earth files. And I pretty much at work when I'm at work, all I do is listen to podcasts, you know, one after another, after another, I'm a big music fan. You'll hear about this in future episodes. We'll probably do some subject matter on Hollywood and the music industry and things like that. But, uh, you know, because because of this algorithm that I had built up, it kept kicking me this podcast called Flat Earth Files. And I kind of just laughed, you know, every time that it would pop up as a suggestion. And finally, one day, though, you know, I had just kind of burned through a lot of podcasts and I figured it'd be cool to listen to something new and different. And even though I thought flat earth was ridiculous or even just the words flat earth, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and give this podcast a listen. Like it keeps kicking it my way. So let me just go ahead and entertain this for a moment. I said, I'll give it, you know, like 10 minutes. If it doesn't catch my interest, I'll just move on to something else. You know, lo and behold, it just grabbed me. And the information was presented so well by George and he had links to articles and videos and, you know, I wasn't sold right away. I went, you know, maybe one episode, then two episodes, two episodes turn into four episodes, four episodes turn into six episodes, six episodes turn into eight episodes. I started ordering books off Amazon. I started watching documentaries on Rumble and, and, uh, various ones that I could find on my search engine that weren't being filtered by Google and, you know what? It hit me. You know, I finally got to a point where I was like, I can no longer deny this. You know, uh, sometimes things speak for themselves. So I got to admit, I became a flat earther. And once I was sold on it, I reached out to George and he put me on his podcast and we have an episode. It's episode 52 to anybody who wants to go and listen to flat earth files. By the way, all the episodes are tremendous. He does guest interviews. He does uh, host narrated episodes, kind of like I want to do on this 
podcast, but, uh, you know, everything is backed up with either articles, historical evidence, even the Encyclopedia Britannica before 1958, you know, to what the ancients thought about the cosmos and the constructs of the earth and the history of where we come from and religion and everything. It all ties together. But we we in the truth community know that this world is controlled by a very small percentage, those that we like to call the handlers or the New World Order or the Illuminati. How does the Freemasons tie into this? How do various organizations tie into this the industrial war machine and how it relates to such things as the bible and revelations well also i wanted to give a quick shout out to my family and friends who may think i'm crazy at one point or another but sit and listen to my crazy stuff and have started to come around the corner and some of them themselves now are flat earthers too so I give them props for having an open enough mind for receiving this information. So props to them. And then uh, through being on George's podcast, I kind of linked up with other members in the community. And I got a cool thing going on. I got a guy out there that I want to shout out. His name's Claude from Washington. He's got a podcast that he's building up himself called The Claudecast. Very smart, articulate young man wise for his years and thank you my friend for helping me on this journey and um, i look forward to what this brings us i'm not looking for financial gain or become famous or anything i simply just want to get my thoughts out there and it's something that i feel the lord's put on my heart to share with you guys my experiences and my thoughts about some of these things and everything that i share with you i don't I'm not telling you to believe everything that I say. I don't have all the answers, um, but I feel like I have big pieces of the puzzle and I feel like I've gained a pretty strong understanding of some of these things. And, you know, I've been reading my Bible more and relating it to scripture and also looking at it from a scientific lens. And I just realized the, the information that we've been presented to us through the school system and through movies and through media and through music it's just, it literally is a deception. I call it the grand deception. And I think flat earth theory is the mother of all conspiracies. If we could just get people to understand this one conspiracy, it's the key to unlocking their mind and breaking them free from the matrix. So in saying all that, it, I apologize if there's some noise in the background. This is my first time doing this and I'm a, I'm a little nervous, but uh, you know, I wanted to talk about NASA because for me, NASA was a big part of the puzzle for opening me up to this truth. So first off, I'm going to start off by saying NASA, if you don't know, by the way, just Google it, NASA. What does NASA mean in ancient Hebrew, which would be, I believe, pronounced Nasha? It means to beguile or deceive. So that right there is just weird, right? And then if you go and look at NASA's logo... It's literally a serpent's tongue in the logo of NASA. So our greatest scientific exploration entity on the face of Earth has a snake's tongue in their logo. Just soak that in for a moment, folks, and think about that. And then 
I just uh, got into looking into it. And you really think about the moon landing. And I challenge you folks, do you really think the moon landing was real? Do you think that was an actual event? Well, that's what they sell it as, right? Man's greatest accomplishment, landing on the moon. You know, this is the new frontier, the final frontier. At one time, it was the the old west and expansion throughout the United States and exploring new territories. I think <laughs> truth community will know that uh, you could probably throw Antarctica in there, right? But uh, those of us that are flat earthers know that, you know, they present space as the final frontier. Um, Just think about this, folks. Uh, We landed on the moon, what, back in 1959? Um, Or, uh, sorry, NASA was created in 1959. But the moon landing, you know, when the moon landing happened, how many years ago? How come we haven't been back, folks? How come we have not been back? There's interviews with uh, people that represent NASA, and they claim that that technology has been lost, that it has been destroyed, or they can't recover it. Um, Come on now. That's just ridiculous. You got all these billionaires who all have ties to secret societies or the occult in some form or fashion, which, like George Hobbs says, I believe are all actors on this grand stage you know, they're all in bed and in unison with one another. How come they haven't been back? It's such a mission just to get back. Yeah, we sent supposed satellites out. Yeah, we sent rovers. Yeah, we sent things into orbit. Yeah, we landed on Mars. We'll get into that down the line. But like, come on, how come we have not physically landed people on the moon? Well, because they never went there in the first place. And I'm going to point out a few things to you. And if you're not hip to the conspiracy that the moon landing was fake... Well, let me just point out a few things to you. So first off, what about the waving flag, folks? The waving flag, there's supposedly no atmosphere in space, or better yet, it's a vacuum. There's no wind. There's not an atmosphere to create wind. How come the flag was waving? Just think about that. That's kind of ridiculous, right? What about the names of some of the astronauts? Um, First off, I'll point Neil A. Armstrong. Uh, well, if you flip Neil A around, what is it? And you mix the letters around, what does it say? Alien. Alien. Armstrong. Well, what if you flip the letters of Armstrong around? I think you can make the word strong arm. Alien. Strong arm. You know, they're just laughing at us, folks. They're literally like playing with us. Uh, what about... Uh, the photos and the video shot and where they have the uh, lunar lander positioned. There should be blast craters from the landing and it coming down. You don't see any of that in the pictures. You know, it's like they already had it set up in a Hollywood set. So that's another thing to look at. Sorry, I'm flipping through some notes here. Yes, forgive me. It's my first episode. So what about the multiple light sources from different angles as if it was like shot with show or Hollywood or stage lights. You know, if there was literally one old school camera and it was shot in space in in darkness, there should only be one camera angle, one light source. There shouldn't be shadows casted in different directions. Just stop and ponder that. I've heard and seen evidence that the 
footage was slowed down to give it the image of them jumping through a, a low gravity airspace, you know, to make them, you know, how he's bouncing around on the, on the surface, you know, uh, I heard that there's an actual video that shows the real footage that it was the real time speed that it was shot at. And it just shows them just hopping around like a kangaroo. You can also look up NASA fails, folks. I wouldn't go to Google necessarily for this. You can find some on YouTube, but Rumble and some of these other search engines or video streaming platforms are great for this because YouTube likes to censor a lot of this information and why. <laughs> that makes us a little suspicious, right, folks? Since the pandemic and how they filtered all the information about alternative ways to you know, treat COVID or whatever, and they just wanted to keep following you back to you know, the vaccine is the only answer, you know, like you got to dig a little bit, folks. You just can't just go off the first source. You can't go off the mainstream news. You can't go off what the man behind the screen tells you, the tell lie vision. OK, it's telling lies to your vision and it's implanting these thoughts in your head. You know, what about the lack of stars? You know, I live in the city, so I understand light pollution. But if I just like leave my city and I drive like 30 minutes out into the wilderness or in the woods and I let nightfall come and I just stare off into the cosmos, man, I see a lot of stars. I mean, a ton, like an uncountable number of stars in the sky, right, folks? Well, how come these people that were on the moon in complete darkness, there's not like... Uh, starlight all around them it's just what just black like that's pretty suspicious and fishy to me if you ask me um also when the astronauts returned right there was a lot of conflicting stories you know between the astronauts they argued about why there was or wasn't lack of starlight uh different phenomenon that people were asking them about and they had conflicting stories. You could look up videos on that too. Just uh, just research NASA's lies. A lot of those videos will pop up. I implore you to go look at that stuff for yourself. You know, it's just uh, pretty ridiculous. You know, this was a staged event held by Masons who wanted to, you know, who secretly worshiped Lucifer, by the way, as they get into their deeper stages of Masonry. You can meet a Mason. Maybe he's in the early stages and... Uh, you know, maybe they haven't been exposed to all this, but they do take oaths. They do have a pledge to one another secrecy. And when you get in the deeper stages of masonry, they do believe in Lucifer, who they believe is the light bearer. Excuse me, folks. Um, also another thing you can research is the fact that they believe that the producer of the moon landing was Stanley Kubrick, the one and only Stanley Kubrick. The same producer of, I believe, Clockwork Orange and these other occult films. Yes, there is a theory that Stanley Kubrick was the producer of the moon landing. You know, so I would really ask you to go and check these things out, folks. Don't just believe my word for it. You know, there's a lot of evidence and things that show that uh, this is what was going on behind the scenes. You know, this is a staged event. You know, and think about how many Americans tuned into that, not just Americans, people from all around the world. And people, if you think that governments all around the world aren't in bed together, just go research the Antarctic Treaty. You know, all these countries that can't get along and have fought wars against one another and right now to this day still can't get along. 
but yet we have this treaty where we all have a slice of the pie down there in Antarctica. I'm not going to get into that in this episode, but just like go research it. You just can't like sail a boat below the 60th parallel. You will get arrested. You will get obtained. You cannot fly a plane over Antarctica. You cannot freely go down there and explore. Why? And I think it's only a few hundred thousand people that have even set a foot on that land. So we'll get into that down the line. But uh, for those of us in the flat earth community, we know that's the uh, ice shelf and the container for the waters that hold in this uh, water on this level plane. But anyways, moving forward and back to the subject. So NASA, you know, my girl actually mentioned this to me and I thought it was funny, but she said, how come when NASA launches off, they say T minus 10, 9, 8, 7. You know how they do that? NASA, T minus when they launch from their uh, spaceport down there in Houston, Texas. Well, think about it. NASA, N-A-S-A, right? If you throw the T in there and they say T minus, Throw the T in the word NASA and jumble the letters around in an anagram, I think they call it, right? It would spell the word Satan. Satan, folks. Isn't that kind of funny? Like, come on now. Like, open up your mind a little bit. Pry that little narrow mind open and just let these thoughts pour in and think, is it possible that we're being lied to? Well, yes, folks, it is possible that you're being lied to. And it's highly likely, and as far as I believe, it's pretty, it's certain that you're being lied to. Let's talk about NASA's main founders, right? They're all occult practitioners too. And just go do your research, folks. L. Ron Hubbard, Jack Parsons, Werner Von Braun, Walt Disney, Aleister Crowley. They were all in bed together. They were all friends with one another. They were all occult practitioners. They all secretly worship Lucifer. They're all either Masons or part of the OTO or these other organizations. They are the builders of this institution that is the major money maker for the industrial war machine. Okay, folks? And if you don't believe me, NASA has a budget of $70 million a day. Why? Because we're scared we're going to get slammed by meteorites or invaded by extraterrestrials that we need to have this agency that's doing this great exploration and they're out there doing all this tremendous work. Tell me one thing that humanity has benefited from, from having these people doing all this great work. Has it starved world hunger? Has it brought answers to the supposed, you know, global warming, which is a hoax, by the way, you know, and all these other agendas that they have, man, it's all bull crap, folks. It's bullcrap. These people are liars. They're fakes. They're frauds. They're Luciferians. They're sun worshipers. S-U-N, not S-O-N, the son of God, Jesus, who I believe in, by the way. Anyways, moving forward, you know, um, I talked about a few things. Let me regather myself here. So just think about this, folks. Think about this. If Earth is a pressurized system and space is a vacuum, there has to be a barrier between the two. How could a vacuum exist next to a pressurized system? Well, there would have to be a barrier, right? That barrier is, is what? The firmament, which the Bible talks about, which, by the way, Werner von Braun, who came over during Operation Paperclip, I believe it was Operation Paperclip, forgive me if I'm wrong, but Operation Paperclip, where we uh, 
granted all these Nazi war criminals immunity for their crimes that they've committed in exchange for their um, knowledge on technology. Well, folks, these are the people that supposedly built the backbone of NASA, which guided us to the moon and these other various space projects. Well, folks, I implore you, go look at what Werner von Braun put on his tombstone, let alone Psalms 19.1, so God shows his handiworks through the firmament. Now, why would he go and do that? Was it guilt? Was he trying to leave us a hidden message? Was it a slap in the face? Was he laughing at us? I don't know. That's pretty strange to me, though, that he would go and do that. So go and check these things out for yourself. They're all true. Now we can move forward. Let's move a little bit in time with NASA, right? Let's talk about um, how about the, the, the Space Challenger. I remember this when I was a kid. I think I was in third grade. I remember they even wheeled the uh, the old big box TV that weighed like 100 pounds into our classroom. And they, they had us all watching it and it exploded in front of everybody. Imagine the psyops and psychological damage and, and how, how, how traumatic that was, being that it was a, a school teacher on board, right? Seven astronauts and one of them was a school teacher and this thing blows up and a bunch of kids in school are watching this and you're your teachers buying it hook, line, and sinker, and everybody's crying. It was a, a, a pretty dark day, and I don't remember it 100%, but I do remember watching that in school. Well, folks, go and do some research on the Space, uh, the space Shuttle Challenger, okay? I'm going to bring up a few things for you that are kind of fishy about this, and the one thing that I'm going to say, there were seven astronauts that supposedly perished during that catastrophe, right? Uh, just so happens, folks, that six out of seven of these astronauts either have siblings or identical twins that look exactly like them. So the first one that I'm going to mention is Richard Scobie. Uh, go just uh, look up Richard Scobie. I believe it's spelled S-C-O-B-E-E. Um, go, uh, go look him up on LinkedIn. He's the CEO of Cows and Trees. And if you look, they have a little rocket-powered cow on their on their company website. But uh, just go look at this dude's face, and then go look at the the Richard Scobie that died during the Challenger crash or explosion. I'm sorry, um, and tell me the striking resemblance between these two. I mean, it's uncanny. It's unparalleled. There is no doubt. It's the same person. Okay, um, you can look up. Uh, Ronald McNair and his brother Carl McNair. Go look up that one. They were the he was the African American astronaut on board. Go look at the striking resemblance between them two. Um, go look up Michael J. Smith. Um, he's a University of Wisconsin Madison professor, I believe. Um, go look him up. Go look at the uncanny resemblance of his supposed twin or sibling. Uh, look up Judith Resnick. Uh, a Yale Law School professor, by the way, who just happens to have the same name and look exactly like the astronaut that died. And these are just four of them. Um, there's a movie called Level and Level With Me. I believe it's Level With Me, which I believe is part two in the series. But they do a whole excerpt. They do a whole section on the unlikelihood that Six out of the seven astronauts all just happen to have identical twins that are still alive today. It is unreal. It'll blow your mind. 
and it will open up that little crack in the door a little bit more, folks. That's all I'm trying to get you to do is just open up your mind and think, is this a possibility? Yes, we are lied to. We are lied to on a daily basis. We are lied to by our mainstream medias. We are lied to by our children's uh, textbooks. I mean, think about it, man. They push this crap, Big Bang Theory, you know, evolution and heliocentrism, believing that the sun is the center of our universe is pseudoscience. You know, it's not real. I believe that we are geocentric, that the earth is the center of the universe and the cosmos is a sky clock. And that the sun and the moon are relevant in size to one another. One's the negative charge, one's the positive charge. And we can't get to the cosmos because there is a firmament separating us from it. And God's throne sits there just above. Now, that's my personal opinion. I am a Jesus follower. A Yeshua follower, I love him, and uh, I'll bring in later episodes, uh, you know, biblical texts, uh, biblical scriptures that I will bring to support some of these ideas, but I'll also talk about science, we'll talk about articles, we'll talk about all these things, folks, I'm just barely breaking into this, so uh, forgive me, I'm kind of rambling on here, I'm getting fired up, but uh, I'm just being me and having fun, uh, we're going to have guests interviews we're gonna we're gonna have fun with this and it's not gonna be all just about this i'm sure we're gonna go down other rabbit holes too we'll even talk paranormal stuff i'm down to talk all kinds of things folks this is going to be a fun podcast so let's get this going folks um i don't want to keep you too much longer uh i am gonna ask you to go watch those nasa fail videos go check out uh the supposed um uh, what do they call that thing? The International Space Station, right? Which actually looks like a hamster's habitat with tunnels running through it. <laughs> kind of funny. Um, but uh, just go look up. NASA fails. You'll see them. They shoot things in an underwater uh, production lab. You can see uh, bubbles coming up. You can see them being pulled by strings and pulleys and, you know, with green screens behind them. Folks. They are producing this like a Hollywood movie. They are fooling you. And if you want to be like, well, there's pictures of the Earth taken from outer space. The blue marble, really, folks? Fisheye camera lens work, making it look like it bends or it curves. Um, the space marble is just CGI. It's just computer generated. They're the same old regurgitated pictures of themselves over and over again. There's no interesting pictures of the Earth taken from outer space. Tell me one of these fancy cameras in outer space, and I think it was Santos Bonacci or one of these brilliant minds in the flat Earth community said, have them zoom in from outer space and one time show me somebody down in Australia driving their car upside down or swimming upside down or one of these things, you know, one of this phenomenon, <laughs> you know, they can't do it. They can't do it, folks. We live on a level plane. You know, it's called water level because it's level plane. It's called horizon because it lays perfectly horizontal. It's called, you know, so, <laughs> sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here because I'm excited and it's my first episode, but so on and so forth, you know, you know, go on and look at 
the Sophia telescope. Look at the images taken from the Sophia telescope. They're the same exact images taken from the Hubble telescope. And matter of fact, the employee that took those supposed footages and videos is on camera admitting them that they're the same videos. So folks, I'm probably going to be wrapping this up. You know, uh, this is just the first episode. It's just me introducing myself to this community. I hope you enjoyed me speaking from my heart and talking about a few of these things and just touching on this. You know, I could probably go on and on, but I want to be more calculated and do more research. And and uh, yeah, I'm going to have bulletin points. I'm going to stick to the script, but I'm going to go off script. I'm going to go off the beaten path, have fun. You know, I'm going to be I want to be entertaining to you folks. And, uh, you know, I hope that you guys enjoy spending a little bit of time with me you know, once a week or whenever I release these podcast episodes. Once again, I want to thank the inspirations that have pushed me to doing this. My homie London, you know, uh, Goobs, always in my corner. She knows who she is. That's my old lady. You know, uh, my other flat earth closet friends that push me to do this and the other people that I've been sharing this information with that have been open-minded and entertaining the thought. Thank you for tuning in. And, uh, thank you, George. Thank you to, uh, other members in the flat earth community, such as, uh, Eric Dubay and Dave Weiss and, uh, Santos Bonacci and Sean Hibbler, uh, Mark Sargent. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I could just go on and on and on and on, but uh, I, I'm really grateful to these people that have stepped out of their comfort zone and are willing to uh, put this information out there. So thank you to all of you guys. And most of all, hey, let's keep it firm. Let's keep it tight. Let's keep it focused. Let's keep it God-focused, right, folks? But most of all, hey, let's keep it firm momentum.